The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Coghill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now, sharpfocusnutrition.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. Welcome back, everyone, to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Fonseca from GolfUnfiltered.com. And joining me today is a man who needs no introduction, former world number one, as well as a 13-time PGA Tour winner, TV analyst. You see him all over the place, David Duvall. How are you doing today, Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on and talking a little bit about a lot of things. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Uh, But first and foremost, I know uh, it's kind of weird to think that 24 years ago today, or soon, you shot 59 in the 1999 Great. Bob Hope Classic. Is it, first of all, reaction to 24 years ago? I think that's uh, a, a bit more uh, unsettling and unbelievable than the score itself. Uh, it's difficult to think that this journey has been going on so long and, and that uh, I'm at the age I'm at um, and, and doing the things I'm doing now, uh, you know, but I was blessed to have some remarkable moments in this game. Uh, certainly cursed a little bit to suffer through the many injuries I had, but my highs were pretty decent. I would say they were. Yeah. Uh, you're speaking to a fan of yours, sir. And so I remember watching you uh, compete. I remember you being world number one. It was for a while. It was just you and Tiger. Do you ever think of right. yourself in that way? Um, you know, I, I guess probably similar to maybe something – I've heard that he would talk about is that, you know, he never really worried about a whole lot of players except for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was on top of it, I didn't worry a whole lot either except for him, you know? And, and, and so uh, I, we were uh, uh, pretty good friends and and we spent some time practicing and and playing together, things like that. But uh, yeah, to, uh, to be somebody who took down either, the best player who's ever played or, or, or one B um, that's a debate for another day um, is, is certainly something I'm proud of. 
Yeah, I could imagine so. And I'm sure that you've been asked millions of questions over the years about that round. Uh, you know, standing on the 18th tee, obviously needing Eagle to to do what you did and ultimately ended up winning the tournament as well, of course, in the process. Do you recall at some point in that round where it was? Because I believe you've said, I really want to shoot the score. And oh, by the way, there's also a tournament to win. I mean, that's kind of a weird dynamic. Yeah, it was similar, a similar statement to that, as I recall. And obviously, it's not a perfect quote of myself from that long ago. But sure. um, from what I understand that, uh, I believe it was Curtis Strange, actually, who was in the booth with Mike Tirico on the call and had said something to the effect of, I'm sure he's more worried about winning the golf tournament. And when I went up there after my round, I was like, no, I was more worried about breaking 60 because I feel like I'm going to win plenty of golf tournaments, but I, I might not have the opportunity to break 60 again on a Sunday uh, in my career. Right, right, yeah. <clears throat> and an incredible moment, obviously. Everyone remembers the the image of you in that, was it safe to say oversized tan sweater raising your hand? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the fashionable long long sleeve uh, polo was what I would call it. Um, sure. As you may well recall, the, <clears throat> the fashion of the day seemed to be a little bit uh, of a fuller cut, shall we say. And, and, and Tommy Hilfiger was certainly uh, on the cutting edge of that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, obviously a fun thing uh, and well-earned, of course, uh, is the moniker Mr. 59. And so there are a few other golfers that we know, of course, right. that have accomplished the same is there a club? I mean, is there a special jacket that you can? <laughs> we have a special handshake. Okay. I you know, it's so. what it is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know if it's really, uh, no, I don't, you know, I know Al Geiberger, mm -hmm. uh, signs things that way. Um, I don't know if anybody, <clears throat> anybody else does, you know, and, and, you know, at this point there's been, you may know the specific number, but somewhere from 10 to 12 sub 60 rounds on tour. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but and certainly going back to, uh, my TV analyst days when, when, when we went on a 59 watch or somebody did break 60 and, and, and we had to talk about it, I made the point that, you know, first of all, not all of them are created equal. Okay. Mm. Uh, a few of them of the sub sixties are 11 under par. Uh, many of them are, are 12 under par, uh, even the 58s 12 under par, uh, but there's only four rounds that are 13 under par. And, and that's, I, I mean, at, at least uh, the best of my knowledge, 13 beats 12. Yep. And, 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 but to further that point, the kind of point I made is we, I think we sometimes got lost in the actual number, the score. Mm -hmm. And I said that my, my curiosity uh, would be if somebody can get to 14 under par in a single round. Because uh, that has not been done on the PGA Tour, and that might be a 56 or a 57 or a 58, uh, uh, you know. But that's kind of the num that I feel like that's kind of the magical uh, number now. And, and yeah. um, you know, it's not like I'm up on any of them, but I was on the uh, or uh, up on all of them. But I was in the booth on the call out at uh, the, out in the desert, or I guess what is now the American Express, but for the Bob mm -hmm. Hope uh, mm -hmm. and Adam Hadwin. Um, was in the fairway of his last hole, 13 under par already. Right. With a, I, it was either seven or eight iron in hand. So that is, I, to my knowledge, is the only time that you could look at a round of golf and be like, that's, there's a legitimate shot to get to 14 under par here. He, um, he missed it just off the edge of the green, chipped down to three or four feet, made that to, 
to shoot 13 under 59. But that's the first one that I know of that, you know, there's, there's golf left mm-hmm. and, and we can get to uh, uh, 14 under. You do go back to uh, Kevin Sutherland. It's on the champions tour. Albeit, but he, uh, a number of years back, he three putted the last green to shoot 59. Right. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, but in PGA tour golf, I think 14 under par is a magical number. Yeah, absolutely. I remember being at the BMW championship when Furyk shot 58 and I believe he had a, uh, he had a bogey during his round too. And that, that was an interesting day to say the least. And right. It's, it's rare, obviously it's rare to have these things and you being sure. uh, one of the very few that were able to accomplish that. And I know it was a long time ago by now, but do you recall whether it be immediately following the achievement, maybe later that night, perhaps even the next week when you had a moment by yourself to just kind of think about what you just did? More probably. Yeah, a little bit. And obviously it was brought up the next week in Phoenix where, where I, I played, but Flying over to Phoenix um, that evening after the event, it was kind of like you sit down, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. You know, <laughs> I shot 59 on Sunday to win a golf tournament. You know, after after I talked to my dad, uh, not too, I don't recall if it, I think it was I think it was the next day. Um, I think he was out, you know, doing something. You know, wasn't even I don't think watching the event and. I think somebody called him and said, you know, are you, are you watching the tournament? And he's like, no, I'm running errands or whatever it was. He goes, well, well, David's about to, he's got a chance to win it. He's like, what are you talking about? He'll seven behind. He's like, he's about to break 60. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then I I remember a funny statement, um, long time, great player, uh, uh, open champion, Tom Weisskopf, uh, somebody who should be in the hall of fame recently passed um mm-hmm. he designed the course there and uh in phoenix at, at tpc scottsdale and i think they had asked him about it and he made some remark to the effect of um you know do you think they'll you know what do you think about the scores or whatever i forget exactly but he's like he's, he says something to the effect of you know there's not gonna i don't see how anybody's gonna shoot 59 around here there's too much rough and too much and i got asked about and i'm like well i don't i'm not certainly the expert on this game but I am fairly certain that if you're shooting 59, you're not playing out of the rough. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and so it's kind of fun to have a, have a little bit of fun with it, but you know, so much uh, time has passed is uh, I'll tell you what, it's not really even something I, I, I think about very much any longer. That That's wild to me actually, <laughs> but that's, 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 uh, you know, it's a great achievement. It's something that's going to live on forever. Obviously I'm not telling you anything new on that regard, but you are returning to the Valley. You're going to come back mm-hmm. to the Coachella Valley next week at the time of this recording, at least. And you're going to be playing in a PGA tour champions event. It's sponsored by a gallery. And so I guess the first question for you obviously is what drew you to partnering with gallery? Why was that important for you to do so? Well, I, I the answer, it'll take me a couple of minutes, but um, sure. the answer just simply boils down to look, I, I was asked by uh, uh, by Miller Brady and Jimmy Gabrielson, the kind of head guys, Miller's president of the Champions Tour, to come out uh, for the announcement of the event. Uh, and I believe it was it was roughly January, maybe early February of, of 22. 
announcement of the new event out there in the, in the Valley. Um, and I'm like, sure. They, they're like, you know, you have, obviously you have a little bit of a history out here. Always was a big supporter of the Bob Hope. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, I can come out and, and uh, told me, you know, it's gallery, this healthcare company, blah, blah, you know, or grail. And, and, and so <clears throat> um, I was like, absolutely. You know, and then uh, got out there, uh, did it, uh, did the announcement, went back home and, 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 and kind of learned a bit more about what it all was and what the test was and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then just so happened to have, you know, I think just like maybe an annual checkup with our family doctor back home and, and asked about it. And he, he had the tests already uh, at his office. And so my wife, Susie and I were like, well, you know, absolutely. We're going to take, take this test. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, especially at our age, it's not for everybody, you know, it's a 50 plus Mm -hmm. age test. And, but we're at the age where, you know, you're, you need to start, you need to start monitoring these things. And, and I started to learn a little bit one about their, that test. And then, and then the fact that, you know, if you, if you kind of go through it, there's only, uh, I believe the number is five recommended, you know, screenings for cancer right now. And Mm -hmm. I believe there's a lot more than that. And and so to, to have a test like the gallery test where you can go, you know, to your doctor, talk to your doctor about, you can go to gallery.com and and look it up um, and and get a blood draw, which we've all done that. We've all donated blood uh, and, and and have a, have a test that tests for uh, early markers of dozens and dozens of cancers. Uh, It just seemed like an absolute no brainer to Susie and I. And so we went ahead and did it. Uh, unbeknownst to them, I, I, I sent, I sent Bob Ragusa a text, um, uh, subsequent to us doing it and said, Hey, just, you know, we found out our doctor has a test. We went ahead and did it. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then it just kind of, just kind of went from there, you know, as they are, are getting into uh, golf and, 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 and what's going on. Uh, and, and, you know, little, you know, sponsorships like this, and you, and you can look at several other of the events on the Champions Tour, and that's the one one of the brilliance, I, I believe, of of the PGA Tour, both on the regular tour and on the Champions Tour. And really, probably you could go go into the Corn Ferry. That you know, the people who get involved with these events, the companies that get involved, they 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 tend to hit their target audiences pretty pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not you come out here to the to the Hogue this week or to the gallery next week. And, you know, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of teenagers running around and, and no. 20 somethings running around. They're going to be more like us, more right, reflective right, right. of the players. And so the, 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 the involvement of these sponsors, you know, when you have the opportunity to, to hit your target target audience, um, it, it becomes an invaluable thing. And then in the process to raise so much money, even the champions tour, what it, what it raises is, is, is crazy. I mean, not compared to the PGA tour, but for, for what we're doing, it's, it's an amazing thing. Golf Unfiltered is proud to partner once again with Mizuno Golf for 2023. Mizuno Golf is offering their new JPX 923 irons, and if you haven't heard about these yet, go out to our YouTube channel and see a full fitting that I do with Mizuno at Coghill Golf and Country Club. These irons are spectacular. They've got three medals, five different options of irons spanning the player's spectrum, so you are for sure going to find something great for your game. Go out to MizunoUSA.com today to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, causes like this, companies like Grail and the gallery test that they offer, I mean, this, this is something that unfortunately touches everybody. I mean, I, right. I could speak to, you know, obviously there was cancer in my family, you know, 
it's it's elements like that to your point that this is going to reach everybody and it's something that does need to be taken seriously and you know i think it's just fantastic that uh personas such as yourself um you know and others are willing to do this uh, when you agree to do these types of partnerships what's the immediate feedback i mean you had mentioned that this was something that you and your wife already did anyway I'd imagine right. that, you know, companions and colleagues are saying, hey, that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, after after we had done the test and even before the uh, relationship officially started, um, we were telling our friends about it. You know, I mean, they're all our age, you know, maybe a few years younger to, you know, a decade older. But, you know, you need to talk to your doctor about this. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's you know, this is a very uh, preventative uh uh, test and, and you know you can detect things so early on that you know it can benefit you down the road i mean we all want to be around our kids and grandkids and things like that and and especially as uh, as you get to to our age um you know we've we're certainly in the second halves of our lives i mean you know who's who's really to say how science is going to continue to uh, evolve and grow and you know the average age may be you know come to be 100 110 even potentially in our lifetime but as it is now you know, we, we need to pay attention to things so, so that one, we, we get that extra time and two, we do it in a healthy manner. Um, I'm probably, probably like you, I'm not sure, don't know if you've thought about it at all, but I mean, I don't yeah. want to be, you know, in, 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 in awful shape at, at 80, 75, 80, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, enough's enough. But, <laughs> um, you know, you want to, you want to live good and healthy and, and, and be active and, and be able to be a participant in life, not just kind of an observer. And, and, and the gallery test certainly kind of gives you a tool uh, to, to, to get ahead of that and, and to really pay attention to, to what is going on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm 40. Um, obviously, my wife's 41. There's a lot of talk about that and just making sure that, like you said, everything is in order and to get right. ahead of it. If, if for some reason it doesn't, uh, if it mm -hmm. falls out of disorder, I guess you could say. But, you know, that aside, I mean, obviously, a very important cause gallery.com mm -hmm. is the website you had mentioned. Uh, you've got to play some golf. And so yeah. uh, are you looking forward to getting back out there and, uh, and competing? I am. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get back to the desert and play next week. Mm -hmm. um, I love playing uh, last week in Tucson or two weeks ago. Uh, I, I love that kind of golf, especially this time of year, uh, living in Colorado. Uh, this this one uh, this week here in Newport Beach, a wonderful little country club golf course that uh, I, I saw it last year for the first time and, and I've kind of, you know, through the years you get asked, you know, what's your favorite course? And, you know, I don't have an answer for that because I've been blessed to play all the best courses for the mm -hmm. most part under championship conditions. So I kind of look at golf courses now as to whether I would, would, would enjoy and want to play them every day, mm -hmm. you know, and last, uh, two weeks ago in Tucson, I would, uh, this week, you know, I'd, it'd be great to play Newport country club every day, you know, to have that kind of as your course. And there's several of those. Then there's some that we play them. Like, I don't want to, you know, I, I need to wait another year to come back here. You know, And yeah, right. <laughs> that's just the nature of the beast. Um, but last year was a bit of a learning curve for me, having basically taken off a, a decade from competitive golf, trying to learn, relearn, if you will, or re maybe even remember is the better word, mm. how to, how to manage time better, um, how, how to get my practice in my work in, uh, how to get my rest in, um, 
how to optimize my traveling, you know, with flight schedules with, you know, cause you know, I, I don't know about you. I have this arrangement with United that if I'm late for the flight, they go ahead and leave without me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you, you have that arrangement too. Oh uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, uh, trying to figure out things like that, you know, and just, and, and balance it, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm out here starting my kind of second year doing it. Mm-hmm. But I also have a, a 15 year old daughter who lives at home, you know, a sophomore. And so balancing a profession, a professional golf, which takes you away, balancing being a good husband, balancing being a good father, uh, you know, and, and then especially it gets a little bit harder even in the in the summer, because although my daughter sends out of school, um, that it starts to be when the bulk of what we do, our schedule mm-hmm. is. And so figuring all that out and, and hopefully get a bit of a better grasp on it this year, the golf, might, the, the, the physical golf uh, last year was a lot, lot better than was reflected in the scores I shot. Um, I, for the life of me, I couldn't ever figure it out uh, that, you know, we, uh, I just couldn't make any putts. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know why I felt like I hit good putts most of the year, but just never made anything. Um, so I'm kind of tinkering and messing around and I kind of looked at it. I looked at it kind of, kind of from the standpoint, you know, I kept, I kept working and practicing doing the, what I've always done. And, and so it's like, well, you know, if you're doing that and it's not working, doesn't that become the definition of insanity? You know, that you have <laughs> right. to yeah. mix something up. And so I kind of been tinkering with grips and, you know, left hand low and putting lines on my ball and all kinds of things to, to, to make some type of little bit of change to maybe get that going better. Because, you know, I feel like for me, uh, I'm a round away from kind of getting off and running and, and remembering mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not, it's kind of not that hard to shoot five, six under, um, you know, when you're hitting it far, you're hitting a lot of fairways, you're hitting a lot of greens. Uh, I just haven't been able to quite get it. You know, I don't even want to say get over the hump. I want to say just fall on the other side, <laughs> fall mm. off the fence onto the other side. Cause sure. Cause all the individual components are there, except what is most important uh, basically in any sport and certainly in professional golf. And the only thing that does matter is your score. Yeah. As that's always the, the common uh, denominator there is whether or not you can actually perform out on the course. And so as right. uh, your time in the booth, kind of on the other side of that, that wall, so to speak, has that given you a, a sense of, uh, or maybe even a different appreciation for what some of these players coming up have to go through? I mean, you've lived it, you've been across right. around golf your entire time or your entire life. Yeah. Um, I, I've talked about on TV and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll talk about it some more. I, I think that there's a, there's a different, it's a different athlete and a different player coming out um today than it was when I came out and the generation before me and I think a lot of that go you know because they talked about you know certainly even when I turned pro and came out on tour talk about the learning curve you know and kind of getting comfortable and settling in there's no learning curve now Hmm. that's gone and I think a lot of that is the exposure that golf has 24 7 on the tv uh these young people And these young players believe, start to think that, you know, they're so familiar with their idols, if you will, their heroes, Mm -hmm. that they come out and there's no nerves, intimidation, off act or anything like that when you, you know, you go over and drop down a couple bags of balls and and Tiger Woods is right there next to you hitting, you know, whereas, you know, you walk out on a range 25, 30 years ago and there's, you know, 
So name a player, you know, whoever right. it was, you're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and and so I think they come out better prepared, and 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 that that also, you know, that becomes into that goes into that bigger debate with all the big news and 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 golf mm-hmm. with the rules this week with the ball. Um, yep. You know, over I think over the last twenty five years, with the coverage of golf, with 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 the uh, financial rewards in the game that have have continued to increase. Um, these better athletes who, who might've gravitated toward baseball or football or, or, or basketball see that, you know, you can go play professional golf, play, you know, 26, just call it 26 weeks a year, even call it half the year, make a lot of money. Um, you can do it for 30 years. Uh, and, and, and in that process have six months off a year. Yeah, I mean, obviously right. you have to work and practice and train and things like that when you're home, but you're home six months. Mm-hmm. There's very few, uh, very few uh, employment opportunities where that would be presented to you. And so I think you've seen a bigger, stronger, faster, better trained athlete come out mm-hmm. uh, and, and gravitate towards this game. And that's why, you know, uh, uh, with the with the you know combination of, of the equipment, they are maximizing things. They have better technology to, to figure these things out. Uh, you know, you, uh, you, you, the biometrics of it all, they're doing all these things that, you know, were, wasn't done 25 years ago. Right. And so, and if you look at the improvement uh, in the players across any sport, that's the case. I think Roy McElroy, a few years back, uh, he got asked something about are today's players better than the generation before you. And I think he gave about the best, most brilliant answer you could give. He said that, um, and obviously I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, well, yeah, we are. And, and we're meant to be, mm-hmm. if, if, if we haven't learned from the generation before us, then we're failing. If we haven't yeah. improved upon that, we're failing, you know, and it, it's not a knock against how I played or how, 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 uh, you know, people before me played. And, and that's why I think there's always, there's, you know, we get into that bait of tiger and Jack and things like that. And that's why I think it does a, incredible disservice to, to, to both those great players uh, and to other players. I mean, comparing errors is just a, a, a fool's errand, um, yeah. just appreciate what they do. And, and, you know, I've on the TV even talked about, like, if you look at the guys now, I mean, no, is it your grandfather's game? No, but is it meant to be, you know, mm-hmm. when in 19, what I turned pro in 19, 30 years ago, 1993, you know, I was a pretty big guy out here and, mm-hmm. and not now. <laughs> These guys are, you know, six three to six five, and just they're trained and they're fit and they're fast, um, and and that's just evolution. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that point, and I know that there's a lot of opinions that are being shared. To your point about, uh, you know, the golf ball debate, and and we won't get into that too much here. But at the end of the day, it's a matter of like what you just said. I mean, the the game is going to continue to move forward. I think with golf, at least in my opinion, it's, it's one of those sports that can evolve if we allow it to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think as you uh, put really well, we're kind of seeing that unfold in front of all of us back in the day when you had to find the answers by digging them out of the dirt, you know, that's just not the way it is anymore. Right. And so it's, uh, and it's even goes down to the amateur level, right? I mean, everything that we see in terms of ads and and equipment that we can purchase, it's, it's the same uh, to be said there. Well, I think, you know, I saw some in one of my articles, some writer was saying that, you know, because he was like for it, you know, younger person too. 
and you know and, and it was like well the access to the extra stiff shafts and the access to the muscle back irons and the access to these drivers and i'm like you you, you have access to all of that um and i saw somebody even say that you know i can't get the scotty cameron putters that the tour pros do uh yeah you can they're all the same they're it's the same and and, and you, they might do different things to the neck and, and how mm. the player wants to ha- look at it, but the actual head itself is the same, you know, and, and what makes like the, you know, everybody's cir- chasing the circle T's. Well, it's the same Newport or whatever. They just stamped it with a circle T on it. It's, it's all it is. <laughs> right. And, and if you look at That's the true. drivers like we use on tour and on the champions tour, if you look at them, our drivers will have like four or five little dots on it on the face. Mm-hmm. Yep because they're testing them to make sure they don't go past the limits, anything. Now, if you want to get a, 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 a faster driver, don't use one of ours because ours gets tested. Y'all, you know, the ones at, at retail don't. And, and, and it's, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, because the, all these manufacturers have become so good at pushing the limits and, and it falls back onto the failure of the governing organizations to have set up these testing and these regulations so long ago and not adapted them over the years if they felt like there was an issue. Mm. And, you know, it, it gets to some point in where I personally, you know, believe that um, the, 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 certainly for, for, the, uh, for the United States uh, uh, and North America, um, well, I guess it wouldn't be all of them, but, you know, the, that the PGA Tour be, should be kind of the, rule setter and, and the mm. same would be reflective of the DP tour, you know, as opposed to these other groups. And, you know, when you have, uh, you know, if you look at, um, you know, the PGA tour and the regulations and their tournaments, they, 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 they play by USGA rules, but reserve the right, you right. know, to, and if it goes too far, when you start to take away, uh, endorsement opportunities, income opportunities, things like that, uh, you might see a fracture in it. And, and, you know, if it all goes through and it's kind of, you know, goes to another debate about, you know, I, I'm not even going to get into that. I'll get sure, to that. Right but, no. It's a slippery you know, slope, but, right? <laughs> right. But, you know, have these, you know, I, I foresee if it keeps going, so I would foresee the PGA Tour breaking away and playing by their own rules. And, and mm-hmm. what is the average recreational golfer going to want to do? They're going to want to play by tour rules. And, and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I. It seems like you disagree with me a little bit, but well, you know, I so I've, (laughs) I'm I'm well documented on having an opinion on this particular thing as far as uh, people who watch this show uh, know. But you know, my Uh whole take is this. Um, You know, I I don't know personally anyone who plays a piece of golf equipment because Justin Thomas does, right? You know. now and so I guess when I see and I, and you didn't bring this up, but what I'm seeing on social is when people have that opinion, it's a matter of like, eh, really, is that what people are really doing? But to your point, and I actually do agree with and entirely, the game has moved on. And so right. I just today saw something where uh, a writer mentioned, "Well, do you want to still see British Opens or Open Championships played at St Andrews, or don't you?" And so I think, and you were, as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, is it meant to be? I don't know. Right. It's an interesting, yeah, I mean, it's and, an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Some of those holes with the wind and stuff, but that's always been like the brilliance of the openness, certainly at right. uh, St. Andrews and the RNA sets it up in such a manner that 
if it's a calm week, they're going to shoot, players are going to shoot 16 to 20 under par. If it blows, it's going to be four under par. I mean, That's right. the elements are, are the defense. And then you go and you look at the scoring averages. Have they changed dramatically? And I mean dramatically over? No, they haven't. I do agree that there needs to be tighter fairways. There needs to be longer rough. There needs to be better green complexes, firmer green complexes. I think that that becomes a defense. Hell, they had the uh, they had the BMW out at Cherry Hills there in Colorado mm-hmm. in 2014. The first day they played it as a par 70. The first day, you know, it's 60. I mean, it's 70, maybe touches 7,500 yards, right? So you get rid of the altitude. You're talking about a 68 yard or 100 yard golf course, right? Right. Yeah. Firm and fast with rough. The first day, leading scores four under par. <laughs> you know, and yeah. there's your defense. It yeah. rained on Thursday night, softened up the golf course. Billy Horschel won at 14 under par. I mean, you know, that's yeah. You're so right. I, I I think it goes to that more than anything else. You know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, folks, uh, that's David Duvall. I mean, uh, former world number one. He is watch him next week. He's going to be playing in uh, on the PGA Tour Champions uh, event. Uh, and David, anything you want to leave our listeners with in terms of uh, the importance of of going to get tested? We've got the demographic that listen to this, sir. So right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do, right? I mean, <laughs> look, I, I would just reiterate it again um, that there, there, there's five recommended screenings right now. This is a simple test that anybody can do. Uh, you talk to your doctor about it. You go to gallery.com about it. You have a blood draw. It gets sent off. And within, you know, a very short period of time, it comes back and, and, and tests for dozens and dozens of, of, of early markers for cancer. And now you have an idea of what's going on and, and you can move forward and, and catching it this early, you know, increases the rates of success that much more. And, and I think, you know, it, it's kind of with the with the advent of this test coming along, it's, it's kind of like brushing your teeth and flossing, right? Why aren't you doing it? You know? <laughs> Good point. Good point. Well, sir, from a personal perspective, uh, this was a bucket list interview. I really, uh, oh, thank you, you, you are talking to a fan, so I'm glad to have met you and thanks for uh, joining us today. Absolutely. You have a wonderful day.